Side Talks podcast. Yep. Hello. Welcome. What's up, Ding Dongs? Uh, hello, all you uh, kittens and Corey heads out there. Um, I'm Corey Kraft. I'm here to talk about movies into this microphone uh, and record a podcast. Here with who am I with? Uh, Rachel Morgan. That's right. I'm not even gonna do a thing. You came out of the gate going, "Ooh, welcome!" That was all. That's to- all you get. That's all you get. Because right. I, when you say the Corey and the kittens and the this and that, I just I'm ready to be done. So I, let's just move on. My God. All right. <laughs> well. Okay, let's just talk about movies. Let's talk about for movies. once in our lives. All right. What's this shit? All right, lay it on oh me. Oh my God, Corey. Uh oh. This was this, I've never heard of this in my life, and it is terrible. Oh, I boy. am talking about terrible, 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 okay. and I've only seen four minutes of it, and I'm just going to tell you it's terrible. Okay, so I bet you've seen this damn thing. What if you have never heard of it? Why would you bet that? Well, I've seen I'll tell it? you for one reason. Okay. The scene I'm about to describe are two very, very famous people. I'll just let you know that. Uh, okay. okay. All right. All right. So one who is smoking hot is walking down and and between what looks like maybe a some kind of a bullet train like not an amtrak but a like passenger train right yeah but like maybe a european one i don't know i don't know it's an it's a nice fancy one looks different than our amtraks here in the us of a okay oh boy do we need to make america great again or not i i tell you what anyway so this beautiful woman uh-huh. is walking through and sees a man who catches her eye which this man you know, even if I were as straight as an arrow, would not have caught my eye, but sure. And she <laughs> si- she sits down across from him, and he actually has hair kind of like mine in this scene, but dark. But it's almost like, I looked at that, I was like, oh, that's my haircut. Anyway, she sits down across from him uh-huh. and um, begins to, they begin to banter back and forth, but they clearly don't know each other. And she's asking him all kinds of questions, and it's the weirdest pacing. It is, and I was like, "Oh my god, is this directed by Gary Marshall?" It's that level of just sort of strange, like, "What are you in my kitchen for, clown?" That kind of level of just like, "What the fuck is happening?" And so the the famous man in this situation is smoking and wants to go on about how he's smoking, and it's not an actual cigarette; it's an e-cigarette, and how the you know it's vapor gas or whatever. And and she's like, "Well, that's disappointing," and and. He's like, why is that disappointing? And she says back to him, this is the level of flirting that's happening. So this is the tourist. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. You knew it. It took me a minute to get there. That's Angelina Jolie. That's Johnny Depp. Yes. Um, It looks so weird and so bad. So where are they going to Venice? I I don't know. I have no idea where they're going. I mean. It. um, I remember it being okay. Really? But everybody in the world fucking hated it. Well, what I saw was absolutely terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I think And I he was, was sort of picking her accent up, but then he's like, I'm American. I was like, You are? Oh, listen, there is there there are if this were a respected movie, there are papers to be written right. on Johnny Depp's inconsistent accent. It's bizarre. In the tourist. But I think it's mostly um answered by uh, copious amounts of red wine behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what he's got a little slur going yeah, on. Yeah, um, that wouldn't shock me. Uh, you know, this movie was directed by the guy who directed The Lives of Others, and it was like, did not know that kind of a big time, like, I'm coming to Hollywood to make my mark. First thing up, 
The Tourist. Which is, the direction is clunky at best. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's a weird one, dude. Florian Henkel von Donnersmark went back to his native Germany to make uh, future films. So um, the Girl Hollywood bye. thing didn't, Girl bye. didn't work out. Um, I, You know, yeah, I, it's a mess. I think it. My my tepidly positive response to it in 2010 or whatever was mostly like, okay, yeah, movie stars doing a movie star thing. I'm not like mad when a movie tries to be charade. You know what I mean? Like, this is no charade. I was getting kind of mad. I was getting kind of <laughs> mad. Anyway, you won. Can't be mad about that. Nope. So well, keep it. Keep up the good Finally, work. Finally, seeing the tourist pays off. <laughs> Got something for it. This is that segment of the podcast where we phone a friend, but guess what? What? Switch it up. We're actually not calling Lisa today. We have a second friend. Believe it or not, there's another friend that I remembered we had, and that friend is Brian Radigan. Let's uh, let's give him a call. All right. Hello. Hey, Brian. It's Corey and Rachel with the Side Talks podcast. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Oh, hello. How are you? You know, we're in the we're in the studio. We just had a little argument about what David Lynch's favorite uh, or best film is. I guess you should say. And uh, yeah, you know, typical typical afternoon. Typical afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, I hope you both agreed and everything is peachy keen. Oh, well, we, we we got along agree, splendidly. You know, <laughs> it's all it's all okay. <laughs> okay. Turns out David Lynch is still yeah. a great director even after it all. Oh, that's, well, that's such a good thing to hear. <laughs> yeah, we 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 did manage to agree on that. I'm glad I'm glad he yeah, I'm glad he made it through. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll let him in the canon. So Brian, um we wanted to catch up with you um now that we're kind of well into 2024 to see what your favorite uh movie or two of 2023 uh was. Tell our listeners what they need to check out from last year. Okay, well hello listeners and thank you for having me on to this uh uh essential podcast. I <laughs> That's right. I don't really know what what Rachel and Corey have uh lied to you about before, but I'll I'll tell you the the, the truth um that um probably Hello Dankness is yes! one of the <clears throat> one of the best films if not of the past year of the, one of the best like fest, film festival movies that you right. definitely need to see if you haven't already. It's completely constructed as a you know, I I had to ask them how to explain it and they were like it's a uh, it's a it's a stoner musical ip <laughs> nightmare and their words not mine but it is exactly that and it's like one of the one of the favorite things i saw play at the sidewalk film festival uh nice. the fact that they had just the gall to do it and uh the the wherewithal to sort of put it together but in summation it's kind of like they took the political identity from 2016 to 2020 and did it with films that you've already seen before, but they did it in such a way that like, it's, it's a comedy, but it's also a tragedy, but it's, uh, (laughs) you know, self-effacing. You're watching this all stuff you've seen before, but also just like really, really fantastic, uh, in, (laughs) in the sense that it is a tragedy. Yeah. uh, Agreed. 
don't know where to go with that. Uh, clearly, <laughs> that was Corey's top pick. Uh-oh. I know, I know, I know. We loved it. <laughs> it's in my top ten. I'll it, say it that. It genuinely is in Rachel's top ten. Um, so okay. you know, we don't have uniform opinions on on Hello Dankness necessarily. Look, I think I think the Corey Craft doesn't like Hello Dankness narrative has gotten somewhat overblown over the <laughs> past several months. It 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 certainly it is wow. not it is not my movie as much as it, as it is Rachel's and Charlie Sanders movie. That's right, bitch. But, you know, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I'm glad that 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 movie found an audience. That's that's it what I'll say. It certainly did. It, it deserves did. an audience. It it certainly did and it certainly does and if you are able to like watch it in a festival setting like that is the exact way yeah. it's intended to be seen and it and you know uh <laughs> shout out to the listeners it will not be available on blu-ray yeah you know for sure so this is definitely a thing that you need to see with people uh following that up there's a movie that i think kind of fell under the radar a little bit but it was uh, a slam dance movie it's called therapy dogs i don't know if either of you okay. have seen this I, I haven't seen it yet it, i've heard of it though yeah um, i i heard okay. the title as well but i i didn't get a chance to see this one okay i give you a really quick elevator pitch there's something going on in toronto and and <laughs> the, the the nicest kids are using this is exactly what happened ethan ing is a genius and he said he lied to his school and said that he was going to make a uh, he was going to make a what what he called it um, he was going to make a he's going to make a video a yearbook video <laughs> nice. for his school and instead made a feature film amazing so he lied to the school and you know there's some questionable you know what I mean don't take LSD in the bathroom you know don't do stuff like that if you're going to lie to your your campus but a slam dance film festival accepted the film just outright they were like this is amazing this is so good and it is a hybrid it's kind of a doc but it's mo it's all narrative mm -hmm. and ethan ing is the 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 nicest sweetest he's yeah he's a cinephile cinephile this this guy's got it you know what i mean so we we accepted this but the thing is it streamed virtually remember all those awful virtual years where like oh, yeah. festivals didn't happen and uh, Sidewalk <laughs> did an amazing job with the, uh, uh, you know, putting up screens and doing it uh, exterior. But, uh, you know, this is a thing that kind of got a little bit buried. Luckily, it got picked up by Utopia. And uh, oh, Utopia cool. Movies, you can find it and uh, you can order it, stream it, whatever. But I can't say enough nice nice things about Ethan Ng. But Therapy Dogs is basically, it's the story, it's, it's the real, in quotes, story of high school and it's almost an experimental film it's just really ridiculous and i hope it finds a second life because a lot of films got buried you know uh during the the virtual years yeah that, i then, mean i'm definitely gonna check that out yeah yeah you should see it and you should program it and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah bring ethan in yeah uh, oh, also fun. you know so, support the canadians they're doing a good <laughs> right, job especially right. when they're in high school making movies i mean this is nuts you know uh it's one of my favorite things the rest of my list kind of starts pick, you know picking from everything else i love fault and leaves available on movie i just watched uh, that love, too it's yeah. great uh, oh my god it's heartbreaking i, I love pacifiction available yeah. on movie which you can also watch uh is that is what the Cahir do cinema, like the their 
favorite film of last year, and it's just like a weird trip down some kind of like psycho paranoid <laughs> lane. Uh, Albert Sarah's a mad genius. You should watch out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. watch yeah. all of his stuff. I've I've and only then, seen Pacifiction. That I I saw that a few weeks ago, and now I'm really compelled to see the rest of his stuff, especially when reading that it's his most narrative work. And I'm like, if that's your oh. most narrative work, I want to see what you've got in store, pal. Oh yeah, no, he's absolutely great. But also, like, just go with it. You know yeah, what I mean, like, it doesn't. Even if it doesn't tickle your fancy, you really have to, you know, walk with it. You really got to sit with it. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I've never seen anything quite like that. For you know? sure. Also, I'm a big sucker for an unreliable narrator. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, those are those are my favorite kind of movies. And uh, I have given Killers of the Flower Moon to like my father, my brother, my neighbor. Like I was a big fan of that book when it came out. Uh, so you know, that's that's an obvious get for me. I thought it was absolutely fantastic the way that he sort of circumnavigated the the narrative and made and Scorsese made something. And also, I'm not going to sit through a four hour movie unless it's Martin Scorsese. You know, yeah, he's earned my trust. Right. That kind of thing. Well, uh, that's top of my list this year, Brian, I got to say. I mean, I, I know it's a lot of people's. So what? Yeah, I know, right? It's re- it's sitting up there, I think, at number one, really. I might revise it, okay. but um, because, you know, I've seen yeah. some great stuff since then. Not, that list was made before Poor Things, but I still think it's, I still am putting it up there above that. Yeah. Yeah, Poor Things is pretty great, too. It's though. pretty great. I mean, yeah. It's pretty We've great. We've all seen Frank and Hooker, but this is uh, <laughs> adaptation on that, you know? Yeah, this um, uh this got a little more polish on it, you know, which we appreciate. 100%. Yeah. Well, listen, I feel like I've, I've said too much. So you haven't said you too much, but we're are you an Oscars guy? Are you gonna like? Are you watching the Academy Awards? Are you gonna do it? Listen, I celebrate every film is a miracle. Okay? <laughs> I celebrate every film. I will I will be patiently watching everything that I I love uh, get tarnished, and uh, <laughs> and I'm happy to do so every year. Uh, if anything, there's a there's sort of the outlier. I don't know if many people have seen the Zone of Interest, but I haven't seen of, it yet. It's coming to Sidewalk Cinema. Well, when this when this airs, it will obviously have already been there. But we're we're getting it this Friday, so I'm, yeah, you know, we're we're seeing it thrilled, this weekend. Thrilled to have it. It's been on our radar. Yeah, I mean, we tried to get it for the festival actually, which was you know, I laugh about now because there's just no damn way. But you know, we always try for things we can't get just just to try. So. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Also, I'm. I go back, Jonathan Glazer, he's never missed for me. Uh, you never, know, I, never. I am a huge fan of Jamiroquai's virtual insanity. Well, you're a video. gentleman of taste. Of course you are. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and this goes back to, you know, Uncle Rabbit in Your Headlights with Tom York. Hell and, yes. And, and everything, you know, all the way through. But, like, seriously, it's his fourth feature, and he hadn't made one in a decade. The Martin Amos book and everything sort of leading up to it. It is definitely a feel-bad movie, but I, I will say this as far as, like, Academy nominations that no one's really nominating high art if you want to, you know, right. it's, it's kind of gross, you know, to say it that way. Right. But the fact that like, this is the last time I was in the theater and I realized that I'm watching one film and I'm listening to another film Yeah. and it's kind of masterful in the way that it doesn't. And it doesn't do it in the way that you expect it to. Like you could, you could read all you want to and know everything about yeah. it. But going into it is definitely a cinematic experience. And for me, that's the only thing I take away. Did it move me? And this one definitely did. And uh, it's clearly not going to win <laughs> all, the, all the major awards. But it's 
I, I love seeing a piece of art like, uh, you know, uh, you know, celebrated in this kind of way. Well, I am, I'm, we're really honored to have it. So we're very excited for the run and, and, um, want to see it on, I want to see it on the screen. Let me ask you just really quickly. And we did, our, we threw out our best picture predictions. Just let us know. You said Zona Ventures isn't going to win. What is going to win, Brian? What do you think? I, uh, that's so hard. I don't want to. I don't want to say because I don't want to be wrong. But also, like, <laughs> but also, like, be brave. <laughs> okay, something something I didn't like that's probably going to win. Probably Oppenheimer. Yeah, I would think. Well, that's what Corey thinks. Yeah. I think it could be Killers of the Flower Moon. We disagree there, I'm but this is for Killers. I I know this is two votes for Oppenheimer. Charlie also is like going to punch a wall if it wins. Um, I'm not as well, mad, you know, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm bored. You know, I'm bored at this win. My heart breaks for y'all. It truly does. That's okay. It can yeah, break. You know, it's, yeah, it, it's also like, you know what I mean? Like, they should have, okay, to to back up just a little bit, like, they should have given Denzel the Oscar for Malcolm X, but they gave it to him for training day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is sort of like, it, it's a justification of him being there. And the fact that he's been there for so long, and Oppenheimer clearly not his best film, but you you have to remark, it is it is absolutely incredible what he pulled off with that. Yeah, it is you know not my cup of tea, but right. uh, you know he's he's fantastic. It's so well, good. and it hit the box office in a way that the Oscars love. So I mean, there's that too. Yeah. I, I I still I'm still saying Killers of the Flower Moon. Because Scor- Scorsese's in his 80s, and and, and he may, they may do Best Director, but that's where also Corey disagrees and thinks that Christopher Nolan's going to win. Uh, he thinks yeah. he thinks basically Oppenheimer's going to just this is going to be a rotating wheel of of Oscars going to Oppenheimer. Yep, six to eight Oscars for Oppenheimer. You can you can take that to the bank. I think okay. I think that's I think that's kind of a you know big big hit movie for grownups that justifies that style of. Hollywood filmmaking that everybody wants to do. I mean, it's, it's aspirational in a way. Nobody, nobody makes movies as tactile, uh, on such a large scale as, as Christopher Nolan and everybody wants to do that. So they're going to vote for him doing that. Well, you know, we'll see, but anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we're going to check back with you. Um, I'll, I'll shoot you another email, Brian, and let's, let's check back with you in a, in a couple of months and see what else you've been looking at and, and look into the, the new year as opposed to looking back. Absolutely. Always happy to talk, and thank you for having cool. me. Cool. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Right. Bye. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic Nicki Minaj and Megan the Stallion. Eh. What? <laughs> what was the eh? That's, is that a reference to a thing that I just don't know? That's what Megan the Stallion does, right? Isn't that right, Sam? Meh, right? That's a, that's the Nikki. <laughs> um, yeah, we. Wait, why you're, I, you're asking the wrong room, Sam. I, think. I need you to do a Google search and just confirm. Eh, that's her. I'm pretty. Okay. So yeah, sir, how do I Google that? <laughs> uh, Figure it out. Yeah, Megan the Stallion, uh, Megan then followed the Stallion. by E H H H H H. Okay, so let me let me. There's get... a video called Megan Thee Stallion saying "ah" for one minute straight. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. It goes. On. Wow. Well, uh, we broke that. 
So that's so, gonna. Be, you know what? I need something like that <laughs> instead of the kittens thing. I need to like ring. You know, like a, just a noise. Just a noise. Okay. Corey so saying here, what's get, up, ding dongs, for several minutes straight. Ring. <laughs> um. So, okay, so I, I know these two don't like each other. There's like diss tracks or whatever. I've seen headlines that Do are you like, want me to these boil two it down are like, for you? yes, please, because I didn't click on any of those headlines. Megan the Stallion released a song called Hiss, which let me quote the Washington Post. A punchy diss track that takes aim at the haters and the critics she's encountered throughout her career. Sure. Yeah. So... Megan the Stallion doesn't directly mention Nicki Minaj in the song. Okay, it doesn't directly mention her, but there's a line: "These hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's law." E. What does uh, that mean? Megan's law is a is a reference to the federal law that requires police to share information about sex offenders. And it turns out that Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, is a registered sex offender. Wow. Okay. So they think that this is has you know is a direct hit at her, I guess, because they've had some beef before. Well, anyway, I can tell you this: Nicki Minaj has responded. Okay. Uh-huh. And Nicki Minaj has responded with a, uh, a a diss track directed towards Megan the Stallion. Eh, okay. Called Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have big feet? Um, I guess her height and something about her being shot in the foot. And in the song, there's uh, some connectivity in which uh, apparently Nicki Minaj is accusing Megan the Stallion of sleeping with her best friend's partner, mm. of having ghost riders, and mm. also references her dead mom. Jesus, okay. So anyway, you know, there you go. I, I mean, are you going to be Nicki Minaj or are you going to be Megan the Stallion? Eh. I just wish that both of these wonderful ladies would learn to get along you know we can all get along we can relax yeah and just continue to make great music well, they're inspiring out there. each other to make music i'm not going to call it great but it's clearly sure, inspiration it's, it's great great so, music that everybody loves including me who and i listen one? to it all the time i'm it's fucking i don't know Nicki minaj you just wanted to, you just picked Nicki minaj because you didn't want to make the noise no i may i picked Nicki minaj because my only exposure to Nicki minaj has been in a lonely island song and to my knowledge Megan the Stallion has not done a Lonely Island song. Eh. Sam, can you confirm that? I think that's true. Okay. Thank you, Sam. Well, I'm Megan the Stallion. You're Nicki Minaj. Thanks to Boutwell Studios. Uh, yeah, thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, or whatever. Um, eh. and, uh, <laughs> why don't you visit us at uh, SidewalkFest.com or follow us on social media at SidewalkFilm where you can see some of the movies that we are showing um, at our cinema where you should get tickets to see them. Later days, dude. Yep, bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. <laughs>